you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Bravo is back. I don't know about you guys, but. Um, Salt Lake wasn't doing it for me. I needed something to revive my interest in in Bravo. And this week has delivered. I can't believe I'm saying this, but like I'm completely obsessed with Vanderpump again. I, last season, I was the first one to be like, get rid of this. This is stupid. I'm over it. I'm done. And they've gone back to like what makes it great, but also like they're older now. I don't know. I'm like, we're getting housewife energy with the Vanderpump crowd that we've always known and loved. Yeah, I feel like they're finally listening to us as viewers and not showing us them like pretend working at Sir, <laughs> but now we're just having it's basically the Hills Vanderpump style um yes. with the same name, but it's just focusing on these group of friends who met at this restaurant and all the drama that's circling around it. I was obsessed with the intro, the new intro. I know these are like little details, but I like that they showed them into Tom Tom. Like it just felt like fresh and new. And I was with you, Abby. Like I was the first to be like, cancel this. This is bullshit. And now I'm like sucked in. So it give me more. Give me more. All right. I gotta say something negative though. The um new Schwartz and Sandy's bar, or is it Sandy and Sh- whatever it is, it is so fucking random with that decor. Like, like, look at this cool like ceiling thing we have in this one section, and then over here we have. I'm like, whoa, 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 like, what is the theme of this bar? I feel like it's like you're on an acid trip. Is the theme? I mean, I honestly could hear them saying that. We want yeah. you to feel like you're on mushrooms when you yeah. walk in here. Uh, yeah, it's it's not for me. I don't hate it. I, though, I think you and I are similar with our like home decor taste that we like to. We're not probably the first people to be crazy about doing wallpaper and like loud things. Like <clears throat> it's a bit out of my design comfort zone, but no, it was a lot. And the fact like, of course, Sandval went thrifting for like antiques and yes I'm, I'm just like and I liked how their decorator was like wait what is this and he's like I think it could go on the shelf and they're like no stop this is like stop. a classic like guy thinking he knows how to decorate something like I don't know if anyone who's married maybe some people's husbands are different but like if my husband ever like typically picks out something for the house I'm like uh, that's getting returned like even like dish towels like 
he'll pick out like weird dish towel prints. I'm like, this doesn't go with our kitchen at all. And oh I feel God, like I'm dying. I did not know this about Kevin. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, cause he does have some like really good feminine, like tendencies where he like, he's like great at creating floral arrangements. Like, honestly, if he ever needed to, like that could be his full-time job, but home decor selection, just not his thing. But I think for a lot of guys, it's like, they don't pay attention to like small details. So like, this is cool. I think it kind of goes, or I'm going to put it in a different room and it will, it will flow. And I feel like that's the two of them. They just find shit and they're like, yeah, put it here, put that up on the ceiling. Let's yeah, have some lights it's on the ceiling. It's kind of like a refined man cave, if you will. Yes. yes. <laughs> like it's better Which, than. you know what? If- that could be like a whole, like a great audience for them. And that's why we're not loving it because we don't really want a man cave. We want it, a she shed. It also gives me tiki bar energy without being a tiki bar. I don't know. Just, I mean. I think just the randomness of it. I feel like a tiki bar, like they, it's like very like celebratory and bright colors and similar, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I would go like I, they oh, I'll definitely the Vander, go. Yeah. The Vanderpump crew is genius. Obviously Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, Lisa Vanderpump being the matriarch, but having all these bars and restaurants within like walking distance of each other was brilliant strategy and move on their part. Um, I think a lot of, I don't think anyone in the Bravo universe has been able to kind of replicate that. And Katie and Ariana's sandwich shop that we'll learn more about this season is going to be within walking distance of those places as well. I mean, it's really created, like, it's made all this like a destination. Like, if you're going to go to LA, you want to go to all of these places. Yes. It's basically like a Bravo Disneyland, (laughs) like a mini, like where you could just hop around. And I mean, they've really thought of that well. And I think that's really smart from a business perspective, like from all of them. But anyways, let's talk about Schwartz debt. I was laughing. It's a lot. I was laughing because we'll get into this during Potomac, but I was like, Schwartz debt is like the equivalent of Ashley's mortgage. (laughs) I was was like, wow, Um, there's a lot happening there. But in general, I really love the Tom's friendships that between the two of them, I think it's a genuine friendship. And I, I love those two. What can I say? I love them both. I do too. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough season for Schwartz. I think he's sensing that based on some things that he's like commented and said, but he's also still immature, immature, dumb Schwartz that like, I don't know, just can't admit when he's wrong. Um, But you know, I do. I love the two of them together. Um, And I do think there is like a genuine care and concern and love for each other. And I think that's part of why they do well um, as business owners together. Cause there's not a, like, not everyone who's good friends could also have a business together. I've seen people like fail at it um, just because it gets ugly. (laughs) Yeah. Like us, we're no longer friends. We're just (laughs) business partners. No, but I think it it takes like a, like we've joked, like like, we couldn't do this with every friend. Um, No, it it takes takes a a certain person. Yes, absolutely. I will say though, as much as I'm a Schwartz apologist, like I fucking love Tom Schwartz has always been like my number one, like Bravo guy. He's in the wrong here with Lala. I yes. am, I fully agree with Lala. I think I applaud Lala for like setting boundaries. I mean, all the things that he's done, like like Sheena said, like you can go find someone else to play pickleball with. Yeah. Like I just don't, I think that's shitty. Uh, and I think this is also like Schwartz is 
immaturity coming out because he's like, I think I was the last one to read that article. But also like when something like that were to come out, like Lala basically saying like 50 was right, that Rand is essentially like Harvey Weinstein with less money. And like, there is like a sense like with that kind of stuff, it's like, okay, why would you even want to like attempt a friendship with somebody like this? Like you were never that close. It's not like you grew up with this person and you're like, they've helped me through thick or thin. I feel like a sense of loyalty to them or whatever it may be. But like Schwartz, you you didn't know Rand that well. But I will say, I don't completely disagree with Sandoval about the whole like this. I think he was more referring to this before the article came out, but he was saying, you know, what did Lala expect when she became engaged and had a child with Rand? Like she met him because she gave him a blowjob for yeah, car. No, you know, I it's think like, that's totally fair. Yeah. And so I do see like people said that, however, this whole like sexually alleged sexual assault for people to get hired and stuff. It's like, that is like, there's no excuse for that. And I don't think Lala had any idea that was happening. I really don't. I don't think she would have ever, if she knew he was like, this was like a continued, like a, a patterned behavior where he was like always forcing girls to like do things sexually to him to get a role in a movie. I don't think she would have pursued him at all. Cause she could have found another sugar daddy. Yeah. I think for Lala too, I am with you. I think Sandoval saying it also, I applaud Sandoval. Like this is like, I feel like Sandoval can be a polarizing figure for some people. I personally love him because listen, he's willing to say that shit. I think it takes balls to be open and say, you know what? Like she kind of, this like how you gain them me. is how you lose them. Yeah. Yeah. Like get, considering how they met, but I, I feel like with Lala and Rand in the beginning, again, I'm not necessarily a Lala apologist here, but I'm with you. I don't think, I think she thought it was just like the two of them, like role play maybe yes. and didn't yeah. realize there were other people involved. And he sold her on this dream that like he knows De Niro and all this bullshit. And so I think it's easy to get, caught in the excitement of all of that and also we have to remember at that time lala wasn't sober so she's like partying up with him this guy's like paying for her lifestyle like i can see how someone who's like young and dumb um can get kind of wrapped oh for sure and that's the other thing too like we have to remind ourselves i think how old was she when she first met him like 25 like i just like think about like 25 yeah i feel like 25 like the decisions i was making at 25 like terrible you know and like just because i didn't know better you think you do but you don't like you just i think you grow a lot as a person from who you are in your 20s to who you are in your 30s and i think she's experiencing that and seeing that especially you change a lot as a mother uh i'm sure for her having a daughter and thinking like i hope nobody ever does to my daughter the things rand has done to me and other people i think it just it changes her perspective and maybe maybe she kind of knew like had like hunches about it but like kind of like suppressed it because she was enjoying the lifestyle but i just I don't think she knew the details of it um, and would have continued with him. But I do see Sandoval's point of like, it's not like their relationship started on the most um, healthy manner, healthy manner. <laughs> like and let's be honest. Like he had to keep his name silent because he wasn't divorced yet. Like there's a lot yes. of, there were red flags galore. And so oh I my do. God. Well, they met in 2015. So, and she, I did the math really quickly. It feels like a lifetime uh, ago. She, yeah, I know. Jesus. She was 24, 24, 25. So we were like on it. Um, speaking of Lala, what's your take on them? Finally, Lala and James admitting how they've hooked up. 
Um, I mean, the second was, time around, I should say. Right. I mean, we all knew it. Like they had so much like chemistry. They were hanging out too much. Uh, I also feel like they were both so hurt by one another when the friendship kind of like was like fractured. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I think it's no surprise that they had hooked up. Um, and it, so he, I know a few people of my friends had messaged me like, wait, did James cheat on his new girlfriend? Lala was implying that early into both of their relationships. So her early relationship with Rand and his early relationship with Raquel is when they continued to hook up. It was not yes. with Allie. Correct. And yeah. he apparently, I don't know that like Raquel knew. Um, I mean, I'm sure she kind of like suspected because she alluded to being kind of like a little bit um, jealous or weary of their relationship. But I've always loved Lala and James together. I think they're a power duo. I don't think I think they're much better off as friends. But I think those two are such like mischievous people together that I like love it personally. And I do think there's like a yeah, there is a mischievous, silly, like, let's talk about your dick type like you know like in a in a playful way like they're both like very unfiltered but they're also i think too is like the, at the core of it they do really care for each other and i think lala probably more than we saw um and part of the reason why i think they had issues in their relationship she really is concerned for james's health and overall concern when it comes to his sobriety uh and i know he is drinking now. And maybe that is what works for him. I'm not judging that at all, but I do think, uh, for both of them, it probably helps having a friend who understands that like one drink can be a very simple, slippery slope for them. And not everybody can understand that if you don't have issues with alcohol. So I think that like, there's like a seriousness, there's a deeper level to it. And I think I love that it's playful, but I love that. I feel like they really do care for one another. Yeah. And I also, I just, I like really I'm just so pumped for the season. I'm just going to say it. The only thing that can make it better for me, and I'm fully prepared for people to come at me. I feel like we're getting the vibes of what Vanderpump used to be. I kind of think Jackson Stassi should be back. No, I do. A hundred percent. I think they yeah. should totally be back. I listen, like, I think as a society, and I also say this, like, I, I think people who have fucked up we have to give them the opportunity to show them, to show us how they've changed and have grown. And so I'm, I'm totally open to it. I think time had a lot of time has gone on. I, I know I realized too, that this person could still be an asshole, even if time has moved on. But since, um, <clears throat> since Stassi's remarks, she has become a mother. So I'd like to think that motherhood changes people in the best way possible, so I'm I'm here for it. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, I think last couple notes regarding Vanderpump before we move on, but I think Raquel, like, whoo, I think she's coming in like weird darkness energy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but trying to make, you know, James jealous. I though kind of understand her sentiments with James, like to break up and then have another girlfriend who you say it's a love of your life. Like that conversation was so cringe. Her and Peter was so cringe. <laughs> that <laughs> was poor Peter. With- I, actually, oh no, not God. poor Peter. Peter, you guys, Peter is a bit of a predator. He just like makes out with all of them. 
Yeah. I mean, it's I, a little weird. <laughs> and he's like, how, like, let me, hold on. I'm going to do a quick, go to the Google. I'm gonna While you're quick, Googling up Peter's yeah. age. But I was laughing where she's like, I just want to keep things casual. And he thought he was, they were talking about a tire. Her, like, you know, where she's like, no, I don't really want to go have nachos with you. Like, that's kind of it. It's just interesting. Okay. So Peter will be 38 this June. Okay. So he's like the same age as us. He is. But like, I, I hope I don't have like, I don't have any. Well, all of my friends are pretty much like married or in serious relationships. But of my like the few single guys I can think of, I like don't see them like lurking at bars trying to make out with people in their 20s. Like I think Raquel is still in her 20s. Yeah, I think she's still in her 20s. I think because he works at Sir and he's around them, like it's probably more accessible <laughs> um to him. But yeah, Peter, read the fucking room. She doesn't want to get nacho. She is 28. Dang. Yeah. She's so almost good. the same age as the new housewife, which let's talk about that. Yeah, I am not okay with it. that. So transitioning into New Jersey, we'll get into all the drama, but uh, in our chat group, everybody was like, like, I feel like the chat group was like blowing up when we found out that um, one of the newer housewives, of course, now I'm forgetting her name, Rachel. was born, Rachel was born. And I think she's great. I actually think she's going to be a fantastic housewife, but she was born in 1991. Vanessa and I were born in 1985. It's just a tough pill to swallow when you're reaching an age where the housewives are quite a bit younger than you. Like, this is like wild to me that she is like 31 and a housewife. You know, it didn't hit me as hard, truthfully, um, for me, just because there's been other like Ashley Darby's younger than us. Um, I think there's like a maybe a few that are probably closer to our age or like the, the same age. So it didn't really like hit me as much i think 1991 did more so yeah. than her right she's born in the 91. 90s yeah we were... that part a little bit but it didn't really hit me but it is kind of crazy to think that this is a signal of housewives moving into an era like teetering on closer to gen z in a way yes um, yeah which is crazy to think about but in jersey i feel like 31 in jersey is like 40 in your heart in a way <laughs> true. Because I mean, I I do think a lot of them get married younger. I mean, she already, I, I know she has kids already. I can't remember how many she had, but but she had a kid the same age as, um, one, who was it? Melissa. Cause she said they know each other. Like their kids were in the same age in in school. Melissa's like 42. Yeah. So she had, she had them young. Yeah. Well, Hey, I, not judging it. It's more just like, wow. Like you said, like we're reaching this age where like, we're going to have Gen Z housewives and listen, housewives have been around (laughs) for over 20 years. So it's like to be expected, but it was just, that was kind of shocking to find that out. Um, I also, I'm just going to say this. I'm already over the Gorga Teresa drama more so from the Gorga side. Like, I think they will not like, like, in the words of Sutton, let the mouse go. Like they will not like we're holding on to the fact that she responded, that Teresa responded to a text too late. Like, I don't, I, we gotta, we gotta do better than this, Melissa. Like this can't be your storyline. No. And we'll talk more about our thoughts regarding Textgate. but I've been where I've been like shouting from the rooftops that I've entered the dark side and that is team Teresa. And I've been saying over and over again, I'm not a tree hugger, which makes me sound like I am deep down inside, but I'm truly not. 
because I hate Dirty Louie and I appreciate all the things Teresa's done. But I think this season and just the things that have happened since the wedding and um, their behavior, the gorgeous behavior at BravoCon, it's kind of opened my eyes a little bit more where I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of seeing Teresa's side in all of this. I it's it's really weird, honestly, because I've always been like, oh, it's Teresa's fault. Like she, yes. I mean, Teresa's no angel. Like, trust she's me, she's definitely a gaslighted and, and bullied for sure. Yeah. But what I will say about Teresa is that she at least has been consistent. Um, someone DM'd us, and Abby, I think you were actually the person responding to this DM, but they meant they did like a villain reference. Oh, yeah. They really liked it that like we the people that we think are villains in the beginning, we ultimately all change our minds on them because like we see different sides of the story over several seasons and they end up being like almost fan favorites in a way. And like Lisa Barlow's one where I, this isn't quite like, it's honestly over three, only over three seasons, but in the beginning people did not, were not necessarily the biggest fans of Lisa Barlow. I think that's changed. Um, Teresa is a good example. There was somebody else that they referenced and I'm forgetting Candace. Candace. Yeah. And which, I didn't like Candace at first and now I really do. So I do think there is something to this. Like over time, you're like, oh, you, the villain, maybe they like, they're okay with playing the villain role. And then like, as more gets like revealed and as time goes on, you're like, oh, maybe they weren't that bad. Um, yeah. I also, and listen, guys, I know Teresa, I can feel the DMs coming. Well, Teresa's yeah. done this. and the, Yes. Like, I mean, it's been over like 15 years of this feud, the longest feud in Housewives history. Um, so yes, I think on both sides, there's been really shitty things, but you know, I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. I feel like I need like a Xanax, um, a lot of things to like calm my body down and edible truthfully to watch New Jersey because it's legal it's in Missouri so cha- don't, yeah, it's legal in Missouri now because <laughs> it's so chaotic. It is so yeah. chaotic. Um, I um, also have to make a comment. Like, I don't know what's going on with either the exposure to the sun in Jersey or the like fake tanner that they're using but like Teresa is like straight up like oompa loompa colored in her confessionals dolores is purple have you noticed that <laughs> i haven't looked that dolores closely. has like a deep purple color there was some random extra who literally her back was so red i'm like do we not believe in spf in jersey like what is going on and you all are going to get skin cancer and i am concerned like literally i'm coming from a place of concern as somebody who is a third irish a third Polish and a third English. Like we, as a people do not tan at all. So I'm very aware of like, I'll never achieve that color, but like there's a lot of sun, sun exposure and sun damage going on. A lot of sun damage. I mean, I, I am a firm believer that those people, (laughs) these folks in Jersey are lathering up in the baby oil um, to get as brown and weathered as they possibly can. So many of you are so kind to Abby and I and like, oh my gosh, you guys look the same when we throw throwback pictures. Do you guys want to know why? SPF, baby, you got to take care of that skin. I got to protect it from the sun. And I used to think because I'm brown and I'm black that I don't have to do any of that. And then I quickly realized that I do. And that's how you stay looking young. That's the secret. I think there is a lot to that. The other thing too, I will say, just putting a little skin tip out there. My aunt gave me this advice and it's like the best advice anyone's ever given me. And I've had dermatologists tell me it's the best advice. When, as you start caring more about your skin, do not forget your neck and like chest, like decolletage area, because like think how many people have great, like a great face and then like crepey wrinkly 
next and it it can age you. So that's another little tip. Put the SPF everywhere. Um, yes. Okay. One more thing that I want to want to go into with um, Jersey. I know that. I, so I'm a big fan of like I know this won't last, but I enjoy moments where like two unexpected people can be friends. I genuinely enjoyed the exchange and the scene between Margaret and Teresa. I thought they were hilarious together. I thought it seemed genuine and sweet. And I hate to say it. Louis is a good mediator for Teresa in these type of situations. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, I, we hate dirty Louis. You guys already yeah. know that. And I know this is part is. of his narcissism. I'm fully aware. <laughs> But <laughs> this is it all worked. part of his plan. Yeah. No, but he's good at being like, listen, let her talk. Like he's kind of like a Teresa translator in a way. And he's, he can kind of calm her down a little bit. Teresa's doing therapy now, which is crazy, but I enjoyed their exchange. I mean, we get Teresa saying Ra's a cucumber, which honestly is probably something I would say. Um, because I butcher sayings all the time, but I enjoy the duo together. I I think there is love there. I think Margaret kind of talked about, you know, they bonded over the passing of their parents and the gesture that Margaret offered to Teresa and Teresa being so old school, being like, I will never forget that. So I think there could be love there. I think what gets in the way of that love is um, Teresa just kind of being like firing insults left and right without any regard. Because as you think about Teresa, she doesn't think before she speaks, she just says it and then deals with the repercussions later. And then obviously Margaret's close to Melissa. So. And I think Margaret is also one who, when she feels like she's backed into a corner and needs to be defensive, she'll, she'll fight back just as dirty. And so like the two of them, can be a terrible combination when there is confrontation. But when things are good, I do think they're like, they could be a good little duo. Oh, a a thousand percent. Let me get your take on another little feud that's been brewing Dolores, Dolores and Jennifer. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, here's my issue with Dolores or with, um, Jennifer. I, she doesn't know. She doesn't know how to like express herself well and not just like turn it into like being just like so upset and screaming and cursing. And like Dolores knows how like Dolores, cause she's so like Patterson, New Jersey. Like she knows like nothing pisses off somebody more in a fight than when you don't lose your cool. And so she'll just like, kind of be like, no, like no, Jennifer, like I, I don't feel sorry for what I said. Or I, you know, like she just like leaves it at like, we're not going to be friends. And then Jennifer just gets like so mad. and was like screaming and like, Jennifer looks like the ass because she's the one dragged out of there, like because she's so like verbally aggressive. And Dolores is just like kind of standing there, and everyone else is like naturally taking Dolores aside because they're watching someone being yelled at. Uh, I do think, though, I think it's really hard to be friends with Jennifer. And I think it's hard if you don't, it's almost like a Jen Shaw. If you don't have some blind loyalty to her, it's like really hard to be her friend. And I think she's expecting that from Dolores and Dolores will never be that person. Dolores loves being the in-between peacemaker and she's good at that role and she's never going to take a strong side. Mm-mm-mm. I did laugh though. Jennifer's insults are pretty funny though. Like saying you look like an old fucking handbag is funny to me. I like how she goes, Merriam Webster. Like I do find Jennifer's that- insults funny. I'll admit it. That, no, they are great. She just, if she could learn to not just scream them, then maybe <laughs> yeah. she wouldn't look like an idiot in the process. But no, I mean, How also, hot- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say hottest house husband, but give us your thought. And then, oh, oh what? for sure. I thought he looked so good. I like, I was a little sad. We didn't get any Jackie really in this, but I have to remind myself she is friend of, um, 
And so we're probably not going to see her as much as we'd like, but I love that they're like, okay, we know the viewers want some Evan. He's going to be in this calendar and we will show you. He is so hot. He is so hot. He did look the best. I didn't realize it's kind of funny. I mean, this sounds like I'm easily amused and I've never sounded more Midwestern, but I'm like, oh, they shot this all at Margaret's house. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of all the different angles, but some of these guys could have used a lot of help. And it was funny seeing men trying to be sexy. I don't <laughs> think we get enough of that. Watch these OnlyFans. You know, if any of these men were to start an OnlyFans, would Frank be Tina like would Joe make mi- millions. I oh, think Frank Catania yeah. could make a ton of money on OnlyFans. Oh my god, he should. Honestly, I'd pay. Should. I would. I would legit pay to get Frank Catania <laughs> pics. He should. He should. I mean, have. I don't want like dick pics, but like I, I can't get enough Frank Catania. Oh my god, could you imagine if he did a collab with Denise Richards? Oh, Dirty. that could be a lot of go, money. Oh. <laughs> I'm not as intrigued by Denise, but I'd pay. Um, I don't even know how OnlyFans work. Do you pay per pick, or is it just like a unlimited subscription to a person? I think my understanding, it's like, a com- I only know this. I listen to Jeff Lewis live all the time and Denise Richards was just on it. So um, she did say it's easy the way they kind of get you down like this, like little rabbit hole where you have to keep paying to keep going down the rabbit hole. It sounds like, oh. so you can end up spending money quickly, but I think there is a subscription that you pay for. And then I'm guessing they make you like spend more money to see certain things. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we will never be on OnlyFans, you guys. So don't worry. Uh, we'll just, we don't really have a rabbit hole. We take you down other people's rabbit holes. We don't have ones on our, ourselves that are of that interesting, but we do have an interesting offer for you. We've been talking a lot about men and you know how it's fun watching men be sexy, but we are all about women supporting women, especially when it comes to your wellness. That's why we are so excited to be a continued partner of Organifi. They have this great new kit called the Ultimate Kit for Women's Health, uh, when women's wellness, and it includes a variety of superfoods and things that will help your skin, your overall energy level, hormonal balance. I really love their new Glow product that is part of this kit. Um, it is just it has collagen enhances the hydration and just like support of your skin. Of course, the green juice is in there as well. Um, I have not tried the liver reset, but I do think that now that I'm coming off of my dry dry January, it might be a good thing to include, especially as Super Bowl Sunday is approaching, but this kit overall just really helps promote women's health. It's designed for women. Um, our hormone balance are just the aging process is very different from a man. So I feel like it's just such a great investment in yourself. And if you go to Organifi.com slash real moms and use code real moms, you can get 20% off your order. All right. You talked about how on Potomac lunch with a toddler sounds like a good idea in theory, but it's actually horrible. So I will say this as a mom of two boys, like pretty close in age, mine are 16 months apart. I used to like Kevin and I would swap and like on a Saturday morning, one of us would take one kid and the other would have the other one. And we would try to go to like breakfast together. And I realized very quickly, like we had to go to like Einstein bagels or like, uh, yeah, like a donut shop, because if you try to go to like a nice brunch or lunch place, you will ruin everyone's meal. Oh, it's horrible. No, you have to go to places that are like grab and go like past casual. Yeah, you like order at a counter, they bring it to you. There's not like a waiter or waitress. Like it's pretty quick. Now, I just like watching Ashley like try to have like a nice meal at True Foods. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, girl? Like <laughs> this is a disaster. Even with one kid, I did like I how just, she ordered something. Goes after she ordered it and was eating. It, she's like, 
before she ate it. She's like, is this spicy? Cause our kid was going to eat it. I'm like, good for you. Order what you want first. Yeah, no, absolutely. It. I just, I just think it sounds so good in theory. I've done it before. I think this is like a first time parent trope in a way where you like romanticize a lot of ideas in your head. Cause like, Oh, we can go have lunch. And then you quickly learn. You're like, fuck, this is not enjoyable at all. So I just thought it was, I thought it was cute. Um, one thing that I am still trying to wrap my head around is this mortgage that Miss Darby has $13,000 a month. I do have to so, remind myself interest rates are really high. So like, the, like they're like double what mine is. Like her house is obviously double my house, but I'm like, girl, I pay like one tenth of that for my mortgage. Oh my no. So I was talking to Kyle. I'm like, I mean, how much is this house got to be? He's like, it's got to be like $3 million house for your mortgage to be that high. And I was like, oh, so no wonder the LLC, I don't agree with, I mean, the decision making there, but this house, I guarantee it's got to be like two and a half to $3 million house. And I know DC is like, doubled probably what we are in the Midwest, truthfully. Oh yeah. So it kind of, I guess, tracks in that. You know what's crazy? It's like her house is probably like the same square footage as the house you're building. It's just a difference of like real estate in Kansas City versus DC. No, it's like, it's absurd when I think about that. So I wish she was fully not connected to Michael Darby, but I don't know. I guess you got to do what you got to do. I don't know. I also am interested to hear more on the reunion where she said that she's not getting alimony and that the prenup didn't go her way. Actually, you know what this reminds me of? So um, if any of you guys have been watching Miami, you know that Lenny has yeah. wanted to get Lisa out of the house and was like, I'll get you a house. So in a way, this kind of reminded me of that situation. It's And it makes me wonder if by doing that, then they're like, well, then I don't have to pay you alimony or give you X amount of money because I got you a home that you wouldn't have been able to afford otherwise. That could be. I don't know. I don't trust it either way. I just don't. I don't trust it. It makes me nervous for Ashley. I hope that like the LLC is paying that 13,000 a month and not her. Um, Okay. I'm just going to say something as you guys know, I love Potomac. Knowing what came out with Robin and everything, and we'll talk about it on the Patreon, but she basically said that like, yes, Juan was having inappropriate relations um it kind of ruined the rest of the episode for me like their wedding to me i was like i don't i i'm sad watching this it ruined it for me as well i think anytime that stuff it just kind of like sours the season you're just like uh like i it ruined it for me as well i mean even looking at the wedding at the end i was just like in my head i kept thinking why robin <laughs> why why are you doing this again it's one thing to continue on the relationship and like work through it i mean i know that happens to a lot of marriages and i've not personally experienced that so i don't i can't judge but i almost wish she would have held off just canceled getting married for a little bit longer um but i mean it's her life man i don't like the decisions but it's her life watching her deflect throughout the episode was like rich to me and Giselle, I mean, no one is such a fucking pot stirrer, just so messy saying that going to Karen and being like, Mia called you a prostitute. Yeah. When in oh, fact, Mia God. didn't necessarily say that. <laughs> I, I agree. I, 
I that was very messy. I think it's also, I mean, I can see why, and Andy kind of grilled um, Robin with this and watch what happens live. I can see why people are really pissed with the Green Eyed Bandits this season because it's like they both knew about it and they instead feels like they try to control the storyline and put everything on everyone else and not on them. And part of that was like, oh, I'm going to, you said something about Karen. I'm going to go tell Karen. Let's make this the drama. I don't want anything to come back on Robin. I don't want anyone to like, revisit the fact that Karen knows about a rumor of Juan doing whatever he was doing. Uh, it just like, to, it, it feels very inauthentic. And that was what we all loved about Potomac is that it just seemed so real and authentic. So I hope, honestly, I hope there's like, I don't want like Robin fired or anything, but I hope like Andy or the like uh, production company, that's kind of like a stern talking to the both of them and being like this will ruin both of you like you do this shit again another season and you're probably out because the fans and the viewers aren't going to stand for it no and i feel like bravo tends to listen to their fandom um i don't know i can't compare it to other things because we're obviously knee deep in bravo but you know i think if we all put our pitchforks high enough about something they raise your pitchforks high thank you oh my god there you go see you guys <laughs> i can't get my sayings right but it, they seem to go there um last thing regarding potomac or two things actually love the insecure song with candace and trina it's a bop love it um also as much as we love ashley darby i do think she was in the wrong for coming at chris i think chris like established a boundary and obviously lost his shit but i hate that she decided to go there i yeah i didn't i that made me think that she was in with robin and um giselle oh my god i forgot for a minute um that like in on the whole trying to control the episode and control the storyline because i i just didn't feel like there was any reason for her to there was just i felt like the whole thing with chris was very um made up yeah yeah so that wraps up the season of potomac the reunions happening like we said already we're going to be unpacking that watch what happens live on our patreon um but let's get to the part of the show where we're going to surprise each other on our shout outs um abby would you like to oh, go I'm first sh- or i can I go think I'm, oh i think i'm gonna surprise everybody with my shout out so i could oh I'll, you can go. I'll, I'll build up some anticipation. Okay. It's Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm going to be that girl. And I'm going to give my shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. They have faced adversity. Patrick Mahomes and his busted ankle still got us here. So I'm going to give it to the MVP, the QB of the new century. I don't know. <laughs> That's sounds horrible but anyways i'm gonna give it i'm a mahomie so i'm gonna give it to patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs i cannot wait also shout out to travis kelsey's mom who also has a sibling who's playing for the philadelphia eagles i love that story so much i'm eating it up but hopefully the chiefs take the win (laughs) i i love so here as a boy mom i don't know like it's like my dream to be like peyton manning's mom or be like uh, the Watt brothers' moms or like the Kelsey's brothers' mom. I just think it's cool that like these brothers are in the NFL together and playing together, but they're being so funny and silly about it that it's like, I'm just, I'm a fan of the Kelsey uh, family in general. Um, okay. My shout out, which I said is going to surprise everybody is going to Lisa Renna. Um, she was in my dream last night. You guys, I rarely remember my dreams. This was so vivid. I was at my Starbucks, which one, um, follower said that after I posted my, um, 
Motivation Monday. She's like, oh my God, I saw you at Starbucks and I wasn't sure if I should say hi. Always say hi to us, you guys. Like we love it. Um, Don't ever worry that you're like interrupting us because we love you all. Um, Anyway, so Lisa Renna was at my Starbucks. I see her and I'm like, oh my God, in my head, I'm like, do I say hi? Do I not? When will Lisa Renna ever be in a Starbucks with me again? So I walk up over to her and I go, hi, I'm Abby from Real Moms of Bravo. You blocked me, but I just want you to know that like, I still love you. And so we hug and talk about, and part of the reason why I love Lisa Rinna was because I, whenever I was sick growing up, my mom would let me watch days of her days of our lives with her. And I loved her character, Billy. Um, so anyway, we talked about that and became really good friends. And so I'm just putting this out into the universe. Lisa, you can unblock us. I would, I'd love to be able to follow you again. Um, so I'm giving Lisa my shout out in hopes that it will manifest her unblocking us. Um, now with that, um, I'm like com- stunned. Yeah, <laughs> if no you are completely words. pissed off by that, um, <laughs> I'm please, not actually. Please subscribe. You know the drill. Five stars. If you have 30 seconds, leave us a rating. And if you'd like to support us monetarily, head over to Patreon.com/slash Real Moms of Bravo. You can join for less than what it costs you to get a latte these days, which is getting increasingly expensive. Uh, we only charge you three dollars a month. Uh, Starbucks will probably charge you eight dollars a drink. So um, skip Starbucks for a day and support two moms from the Midwest. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.